Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Anomicon. A free virtual conference on the anomalous. Two days, over three dozen speakers. Covering all things paranormal. UFOs, aliens, ghosts. Bigfoot, Mothman. The paranormal, the supernatural. Psychics, dreams, and everything anomalous. September 1st and the 2nd on YouTube and Twitter X. Find out more at Anomicon.com. Anomicon, a Somewhere in the Skies podcast production. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Ryan. For the listeners out there, I go by Curious, so that's how I'll be referring to myself. Um, I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for giving me the platform to be able to share my and my family's story. We've been having UFO sightings and experiences with what some people may call the phenomenon for about a year now, and so it's been a pretty long and confusing process for us. It's, it's, you know, it's been frightening at times and stressful, but being able to talk about it and share what we've been through has been really honestly therapeutic and validating. And so I just want other people to know that are out there and having these same sightings that they're not alone. And so this is a very real phenomenon that I think a lot of people are going to start taking a whole lot more seriously. And again, thank you for having me. I can't wait to talk about our sightings. So just a bit of background about me. I grew up in southeastern Virginia for the better half of 15 years of my life. And after graduating high school and heading to college, uh, my family, which is my mom and my sister and I, we relocated to South Texas to be closer to our extended family. So my UAP story kind of begins back in 2021 and early 2022. Um, During that time, it was in quarantine, and at this point, I was living in Dallas, in the Dallas area. And so, um, I was just spending a lot of time at home and didn't have too much to do, so I was on YouTube a lot, and I came across this one interview with Joe Rogan where he spoke to Bob Lazar about Bob Lazar's um, supposed, um, you know, background working on reverse-engineered craft at Area 51. And so, that interview really piqued my interest in all this, and... 
I just kind of couldn't stop thinking about it and I just researched everything I can about UFOs. And after that, there was this 60 Minutes special that came out, um, I believe on August 29th in 2021. So over the summer, and in that interview, um, it was all about UFOs being regularly spotted off the coast in um, restricted airspace. And so in that interview, um, there were some, you know, qualified uh, pilots and commanders who told their stories, including Alex Dietrich and Ryan Graves and Commander Fravor and Lou Elizondo and Christopher Mellon were also in that piece. And one of the pilots actually who told his story was Ryan Graves, and he's from Virginia Beach, my hometown. And so that really made this kind of topic personal to me and something I felt like was real because, you know, people are seeing these things off the coast of my hometown, like what? And so I just became really interested in UFOs after that. And soon after that, after researching more and more, I came across this man named Stephen Greer, who was one of the, I believe, founders of CSETI. And he coined this term CE5, I believe. And CE5 stands for Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And there are Close Encounters of the First, Second, Third, Fourth, and Fifth Kind. And basically what they cover is encounters and interactions that people have with the phenomenon or with ET. And it's all about um, how humans can meditate and attempt to contact or interact with or communicate with a UFO, a craft, or something of that matter. And so I found his documentary um, called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which came out in 2020. And after hearing that he said that people can actively call UFOs and try to see one and have a sighting for themselves, I was like, I want to do that. So that was just something that would always been on my mind. And um, all of that info kind of coalesced and made me really interested in UFOs. And at this point, I was like really committed. Through the end of 2021, I never attempted CE5 meditation. Um, it is this technique where people can, you know, attempt to sit down in a group and just state their intention to see a craft or UFO and call them in and hopefully have a peaceful sighting. And so I never tried it in 2021, but um, I never had my first sighting until 2022 in March. And that's kind of where the story jumps off for me. So on the night of my first sighting, believe it or not, um, this happened the very night that my family moved from Dallas to a new area here in South Texas. And so we were going through this huge transition and on that same night we saw um, our first kind of phenomena or our first um, observable as some people call them. This night we were hanging out at, I would call it house one, we were hanging out at like a family home um, and we had had dinner and um, we were getting ready to leave and head to house two, which is another family home. And um, this night I was actually driving home. It was my mom, my sister and I, and we were on um, this highway down here in South Texas and I was in the driver's seat. Um, again, we hadn't you know, meditated or attempted CE5. So at this point, this sighting that we had was just completely random and uninitiated. And so uh, we were driving along the highway, headed to house two. And at one point we were approaching a stop sign and right above our car, this bright, fast moving orange orb. And so it's like a ball of light. Um, it moved and kind of shifted quickly from the right to the left so east to west 
and it flew extremely fast. It zipped above us and it was only one light. And in that moment, my mom and I kind of flipped. This was at like 7 p.m. So it was pitch black out. And um, we saw this orb just fly by and in a, you know, it flew extremely fast and it didn't um, have a tail. So I knew it wasn't like a shooting star or anything. And it was maybe no more than like 300 feet above our car. And um, my mom and I kind of looked at each other and we were like, what was that? Like, that was crazy. And um, so that was our first sighting of, of this just orb. And um, it wasn't something we can track and follow with our eyes. It just materialized flew past and then dematerialized and like disappeared and so it was just really unreal it didn't look like a drone it wasn't you know a shooting star it was far too low um it was like you know there was an overpass next to us and it was not much higher than the overpass so it was close to the ground and um my mom and I were just dumbfounded that we saw this and my sister was actually in the back seat and she was jealous she didn't see it but um, that was our first sighting and it was uninitiated. So we hadn't meditated. It was just like the orb was just saying, hi, hello, welcome to South Texas. And so it was kind of crazy to see. And um, what's kind of funny detail about that is right when the orb flew past us, this song by Billie Eilish called Halley's Comet played on the radio on shuffle. Um, and then a song after that called Fallen Star by The Neighborhood played. So it was a kind of funny synchronicity, almost like these pop songs were like in the car with us and knew what just happened or whatever. But it was it was a really interesting experience. And that was our first sighting. And that was March 9th of 2022. And that was the beginning of all of this. So that first sighting was all the confirmation that my, you know, family needed to know that there was something else out there. Our second sighting ever occurred seven months later. So there was no activity over the summer and the spring for us after that first sighting. That was uninitiated and completely random, maybe. After that, in October of 2022, that same year, my sister and I decided to finally sit down and attempt CE5 meditation, and this resulted in our second sighting ever. Um, this night, it was October 21st, 2022, and this was a Sunday, and it was 9.50 p.m. at night, and this was um, at house one, and my sister and I decided to do CE5. The process for CE5, there is a protocol and parameters around how to meditate correctly and how to do it in a group. And there are certain directions, but I didn't have access to them. So we kind of just winged it, which I don't recommend. It's not maybe the smartest thing to do, but nonetheless, we winged it. And what we did was we went outside on the kind of porch and we sat down in these two chairs and we just calmed our bodies and what i do to initiate contact and what we do as our process is we sit down we calm our bodies and we take like really deep breaths and we kind of clear our mind by not you know thinking about what we just had for dinner or what's going to happen tomorrow or you know what's on my schedule for this week like we just calm our minds um, relax our bodies and what i do is i send out my intention just into the ether to see something or to invite a positive, you know, interaction with the phenomenon or with UAP. I want to emphasize that during, you know, this process is very real and effective. And so I don't want, you know, I want people to know that it's real. And so what you're doing is very serious and it's not something to joke about. It's not a party trick and um, it's real. So anyways, we were sitting down meditating and what I do is I visualize where I am in space. So I, you know, breathe slowly and I calm my body and I visualize where I am in space, visualize where I am from an aerial point of view. 
and I just kind of zoom out mentally and just visualize where I'm at and I project that into the universe and I just um I ask you know I usually say like if you're of love and light and if you're a positive visitor we welcome you to stop by and um you know fly by and say hello and if you're of negative intention you're not welcome here return from which you know where you came and be about be about your way and so that's what I do and we had done that process and had been sitting outside and meditating for maybe 15 minutes on and off or like even like five minutes on and off it's not something you have to drag out but um yeah we were meditating and um we were watching the sky at the same time just having fun like making conversation and singing songs honestly and we were sitting outside for about an hour so we were determined to see something and um the first activity we saw in the sky were flashes of light and kind of streaks of light and as soon as we saw that we knew something was happening like we knew something was trying to show itself in a way so we saw flashes of white light and it looks as if like someone was taking a picture high up in the atmosphere and um we saw maybe two or three of those flashes and then we also saw a phenomenon that kind of looked like a shooting star but it was quite close to the ground so we saw like one streak and at one point we noticed um this star that was really orange and it looked strange and it was about maybe like two miles out and um we kind of noticed we just made note of it because it looks kind of weird we're like that's a weird looking star like i've never seen a star like that and so we just kind of watched it and it sat out there for like 40 minutes like the whole time we were out there that star was there and at one point at around 9 50 this star began to move and we were talking to each other like asking if it if we were both seeing this um because we didn't you know we didn't know if we were crazy and just seeing things so uh I used another star as a point of reference to make sure that this orange star was moving. And, you know, it start, It was. It was moving north very slowly. Again, this is super far away from us. Um, I can't tell you the exact distance, but it looked to be about like two miles away, very high up in the atmosphere. And so it started moving slowly. And at that point, we knew we had something, right? So we asked it verbally out loud and in our minds, if you're real or if you're a UFO, come closer to us and immediately this craft started flying towards us or a star it looked like a star at this point so this orange light was flying towards us and i couldn't tell you how fast it was flying because it really did get close to us quite quickly but anyways it approached us and as this orange star approached us like it was like a mile out and then a few hundred or you know few thousand yards out and um this was maybe like 600 feet high up in the air and as it got closer as it was over our front kind of neighbor's house it began to blink it began to blink like orange red and yellow light so it was flashing it was flashing and really getting our attention and it kept moving closer and just as it was over our front yard the blinking stopped and we could make out just a black triangle and so it was like a small black triangle maybe no bigger than like a small car and so it was a black triangle and at the end like on its tail it had like uh there were a lot of really bright lights there were white yellow green red and orange lights and they were kind of white like really bright in the center and there were just halos that were colorful you could tell there was a different color to each of them and i mean this triangle it was so high up in the sky at this point it was maybe like 300 feet so it was really close 
but it slowly flew over our heads and directly over our home and it was silent it was moving no more than like six you know six miles an hour it was moving super slow and it wanted to be seen and um honestly at this point we weren't kind of we were kind of like should we go inside we were frightened my sister at one point asked me like do you think we should go inside and i said no i think it's chill because honestly i wasn't afraid of this thing it it, it was really quite beautiful if i can say that and um i was just calm throughout this whole thing i was just in awe and shock like my mouth was open the whole time and luckily i got to record a bit of it it's a crappy video unfortunately but i was recording it and it flew over us and in that moment that was complete confirmation for me that you know ufos were real and that there was something to all of this and we aren't alone and it was just such a surreal moment for me and my sister and um being that it was the first night we'd ever tried ce5 meditation and had the successful communication and interaction it was just unreal and um that was one of you know that was our second sighting but it was really one of the most um you know incredible things i'll never forget and this triangle was again it was small it was an isosceles triangle so it was it was dark out and we could just make out its outline because there were stars in the sky behind it and the sky was kind of purple at this point so we could make out the triangle and it was isosceles so it had two um like the two long sides of it and then a short uh you know back and so it was you know an interesting shape and it flew over us it was completely silent um it wasn't a plane we would have heard it at that height and um yeah we just had that was our second sighting and it was the black triangle and it was unreal so after my sister and i made successful contact that first night um after meditation on october 23rd um the next few days we were really excited to get outside and continuing to meditate and so october 28th this all happened in the span of like one week where we had just sighting after sighting after sighting and they were escalating but um on october 28th we sat outside around the same time that we meditated after seeing the triangle and it was 9 35 p.m and this is the same location so we were at house one and my sister and i were meditating for a bit just watching the sky um you know staying focused and um after a while we saw like these you know light orange orbs in the sky and typically when we have ce5 sightings um there there's always like orange orbs that are flying up way up in the atmosphere and sometimes they'll flash and sometimes they'll move quickly and sometimes they'll be quite low over our neighborhood um so sometimes those can be mistaken for a satellite so i usually do have a satellite tracker just to kind of rule that possibility out but um we typically see these orange orbs flying and um i love to see those are really cool to look at and they just kind of pop up randomly and it's really cool because your eyes will catch them right where they appear i don't know if that's like we're meeting in the middle subconsciously or consciously and just seeing each other but anyway so we see these orbs and so we know we had some action we were seeing flashes and so we knew we were gonna see something and um at one point um again at 9 35 this was a friday october 28th um there was this ghost-like figure that flew from right to left above us and so we're sitting on the porch and we look up and we see this ghost-like figure it's this gray kind of translucent shadow and it wasn't a bird didn't have wings it was just this kind of like blob that flew and the moment we saw it it was it kind of freaked us out and my stomach dropped because it was just scary i didn't really feel safe seeing it and um 
it flew quite aggressively. So it wasn't something we could track. And so that's why that kind of added to the fear factor. Um, it was flying really aggressively and fast and it was very low to the ground. Again, maybe no more than like 200, 300 feet above us. And, um, I felt unsafe after seeing that. And so we kind of got into the screen door. So there's like a screen door on this house one. And so we got into the screen door and kept looking outside. And my sister said she saw the shadow move kind of down. So it went north to south, at like flying at street level. And so at this point, we ended um, contact and we said goodbye and goodnight. Thank you. Like, we're good. Um, and that was our first sighting of an apparition, as I call them. And um, that was quite freaky. And, you know, now we've just kind of been okay seeing them. I think they're just like an aspect of the phenomenon. And um, I think they're just around. I don't know what they are, but I actually recorded that gray apparition. And on my phone, it appeared to be um, like luminous. And so to the naked eye, it was gray, but on the phone it was quite luminous. And so you could make it out. And um, I slowed the video down and took a few screenshots and it actually looks like a figure like you could like it looks like you can make out like a head and shoulder so it looks like a spirit like a stereotypical ghost and so that was one of our sightings and since then we typically see again those apparitions every time we have a sighting and have just gotten used to seeing them and we just emphasize that we're protected and there's you know love and light surrounding us always and um i just feel kind of we we felt safe seeing them now because we just feel like you know we're pretty secure and you know seeing them so i don't typically enjoy seeing the apparitions and that's why i want to emphasize that you know again we don't know what we're contacting it's you know you kind of open yourself up to this whole galactic neighborhood of entities so this is a really you know risky process to do and i don't typically you know i don't too much recommend it for more people but anyways We've had success doing it and, um, you know, it's important to always trust your gut and feel safe. And if you don't feel safe with what you're seeing or you feel scared in a situation, then listen to your body. And that's what we do. And um, just be sure to state your intention and put it out there. If you don't want to see it again, say that and set those boundaries. Um, You know, who knows if they're going to listen or not, but it's important to set those boundaries. And that's important. So that was our third sighting. Our fourth sighting occurred, I believe, two days later. So this was October 30th. And again, we were just excited. Like we were on the go, like doing CE5 every other night because it was just, you know, wild to see these things. And so October 30th, um, 2022, um, it was a Sunday. We were wanting to practice CE5 in the daytime and we hadn't done that yet. So we were excited to try it out. And um, my mom, my sister and I were all present. So my mom was there and we just meditated and sat outside and we're talking for a bit i think i had my coffee with me and um we were just watching the sky and we actually saw these white spheres they were silent they were very very high up in the atmosphere um again i don't know if they were actual white spheres um but i did record some of them and um you know it was quite interesting to see and they did make noise and they were moving kind of erratically and there was a lot of them so again i don't know if this is prosaic i don't know if there's a prosaic explanation they could have been birds i don't know but nonetheless that was our kind of fourth interaction with seeing something in the sky so in between my sighting on october 28th and october 30th so this was in between the time that my sister and i saw the apparition and between the time my sister and I saw, my sister mom and I saw the spheres in the daytime, 
Um, I actually witnessed a metallic orb that flew about 12 feet over my head at nighttime. And I've only seen an orb, a metallic orb once. And um, during that night, I was on the porch just kind of hanging out by myself, um, watching the sky. I don't typically do CE5 by myself, and we usually do it as a group. But this night, I was just standing outside. I wasn't really meditating. I was just waiting to get into the car, and it was pitch black out. And all of a sudden, I saw this huge, you know, not huge. It was a volleyball-sized metallic ball that flew over our house and over our neighbor's house and I was kind of located in between the two homes and it just flew over my head like 12 feet above me and um this metallic orb it was silent it was perfectly round and I always call it the Cadillac because it reminds me of those chrome um hubcaps on like vintage cars and um yeah that sighting was incredible I don't know what it was um but I did see it quickly and it was honestly stunning to see it was um, surprising again I was by myself so it was wild to see I wasn't afraid of it but it just happened so fast that I just took note of it and that was my only time seeing a metallic orb and I believe my sister said she's seen those as well so that's another interesting phenomenon that's um, present so after seeing the daytime spheres and the apparition and the metallic orb my family had our fifth sighting which occurred on november 4th 2022 and it was a friday at 8:41 p.m at night um this is when we saw a fleet of orbs over our home so this night um my family had been meditating for maybe like an hour two hours we were really determined to see something this night and my mom my sister and i were outside just hanging out and um this was after we had had dinner and i do have to mention earlier that day we were walking in the park um our county park that's kind of near home one and um you know we had been thinking about ufos all day really and we were just kind of making jokes like looking up at the sky and pointing at the moon and seeing if we were looking for activity and this was before the sun had gone down this was at like dawn and so we were just having fun walking in the park and then we went home had dinner and now we're outside on the porch meditating. Um, we had been meditating again for almost like two hours. We were just hanging out, watching the sky, singing songs, talking about life. And um, we were not seeing much at all. We had seen a few orange orbs fly by really high up in the sky. And so we were just kind of, you know, tired, ready to go in. And um, the second we turned around to go inside, um, we heard this single engine crop duster airplane flying super low to the ground. It sounded like it was directly ab above us, above our home. And um, so we we're like, whoa, what the heck is that? And we turned our backs to look up and we found what looked like a plane flying above our home, super low. I mean, I could, you could almost feel the air brushing our faces and we saw this plane, but to the left of it is what caught our eye and flying adjacent to this plane was a fleet of about 80 orbs and they were flying in a horseshoe formation they were completely silent they were white in color had no tail they were just perfect spheres and perfect balls of light and they were there must have been like 80 flying in two rows of like 40 and so they flew by no more than i have to say like 40 feet above our neighbor's home so they wanted to be seen and they were just flying extremely fast and we flipped we freaked it felt like they were gonna like pick us up or something and the last thing i want to do was like be abducted or something so we freaked out ran inside we looked at it for no more than like a few seconds like milliseconds because we were just so afraid of what we were seeing 
Um, and it was so loud because we had that engine in our ear. And so we kind of freaked out. Um, so we ran inside. My mom left her shoes on the porch. She left her purse. Like we, you know, flipped. And the adrenaline, I will never, you know, I really can't even put into words the adrenaline you feel when you see something like that. It looked like something straight out of Star Wars. And there's no frame of reference you can compare this to. And so your body just doesn't know how to react. And I've noticed that when we have these sightings, it's almost as if your fight or flight is just confused and stunned. And, um, you know, it's incredible to see these things. So it's really, you have to listen to your body. So we just ran inside and we weren't afraid of the massive like fleet of orbs we weren't afraid of it but we were just afraid of what could happen the potential of something happening because it looked like they were so close to the ground and might hit us honestly that's what kind of freaked us out so we ran inside and my sister and i drew pictures of what we saw my mom didn't get too good of a look at it so um that was incredible and you know that was our largest sighting was seeing this fleet of orbs and i'm sure that the plane we saw they must have caught the fleet on radar and had been tracking it or following it um is what i believe and um that was just so surreal and i'll never forget the look on my mom's face um after coming inside and seeing that and um you know there's an aspect to these ufo sightings and to the phenomenon that's quite like tricky like they're kind of they're tricksters um as i mentioned we were getting ready to go inside and right as our backs were turned this massive fleet of orbs pops by like almost to say ha gotcha you know we're here um you know you thought you wouldn't see something tonight but now you are and so they popped up and i think there's a minute awareness of our consciousness that these phenomena have um that's what the sense i get especially being that we're able to meditate and almost call them in through our minds i think there's definitely a tether there i don't know what it is but um you know seeing these things and having they almost have like a personality to them and being able to I don't want to humanize them, but, you know, being able to uh, pop up and they can almost play hide and seek with you. It's a very cat and mouse and it's a very, um, you know, tangible interaction that's happening there that feels like, you know, a two way street. So it's interesting to see. And they're quite, uh, you know, aware of when we're able to see something. And typically when my family does have these huge sightings, we're all together. And so I think they're aware of how comfort, you know, our comfort levels. And I think they do show up when we're together and comfortable and not, you know, too easy to freak out. So it's a really interesting experience. And that was one of our biggest sightings. and I'll never forget it. Um, and something, an interesting note about this sighting is that that next afternoon, Saturday on the 5th, 2022, we had this huge Chinook helicopter fly over our house in our neighborhood and it circled kind of the area. And then I think there was like another helicopter that flew in after that. So um, I don't know if they had catched the fleet of orbs on radar. Um, it was really low in the atmosphere, so I don't know if it would even be able to pick up. But I assume that the plane that we saw, the single engine aircraft that was next to the fleet, I believe they were tracking it and following it. And they may have made a report. And I think that's what prompted this helicopter, um, military helicopter to fly over. Um, we are near a base, so I'm sure they were able to fly these things out here. And um, that was a really interesting point. And um, so maybe they caught it on radar and it happened. And that was, you know, one of the biggest sightings we'd ever had. And I'll never forget it. So throughout this experience with the phenomenon, we've learned that the phenomenon kind of sticks to you in a way. They kind of follow you around. And there's a term for this. I believe that kind of 
came from i think a show called skinwalker ranch or something like that but it's called the hitchhiker effect and it's where once you have an interaction with the phenomenon they'll kind of follow you around in a way and they're aware of where you are in space at any and all times and it does sound scary but um you know we don't always have sightings and see them but um we can kind of notice that they just follow us like we went on vacation um in another part of texas and we were seeing orbs when we were sitting by the pool so uh and we didn't meditate so we were just having uninitiated sightings and that's typically what describes the hitchhiker effect is just an uninitiated you know appearance of a craft or of an entity and that's been something that we've you know learned to be true and that happens and so we'll see you know craft nightly typically and it's um definitely something that's been taking a lot of adjusting to but um that is a kind of side effect of this phenomenon and meditation the somewhere in the skies podcast is free to listen to every week but if you would like to help support the show we have a very active patreon page where you give what you think the show is worth in return You'll get early access to the main show, bonus episodes, and priority to ask our guests your listener questions. Your support truly makes the show continue and grow. So, to learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That being said, my next sighting after the Fleet of Orbs was in the same month, in, on November 15th, 2022. This was a Tuesday at 9.45, so at this point, we're seeing these things at night. And um, yeah, so at this night, there was a play that I had at my school. And after this, my mom and uh, my aunt went to pick up some food at this restaurant um, near my campus. And so um, after picking up the food, we were in the parking lot, and it was, again, really dark out. And we were walking to the car. And all of a sudden, I see these lights kind of out of the corner of my eye behind some trees that were behind a fence next to the restaurant. And I'm looking at these lights, and they're blue, white, red, and I think green, if I'm remembering correctly. Blue, white, and red. 
I'll just say blue, white, and red because that's what I remember clearly. But there were these lights just kind of flickering around the trees and I they kind of caught my eye and my mom didn't see it. My aunt didn't see it. They were walking ahead of me. Um, and I was watching these lights and I noticed all of a sudden they come around those trees, around the tree line, and it's a craft. And I see this, it's almost like a spinning top shaped craft. And it's in the shape of kind of like a dreidel in a way, or almost like not an egg, but kind of that look to it. And it had lights on all around it. There were like three, four rows of lights that were spinning and turning on executively. Um, so they were kind of, not exactly, but consecutively. They were turning on in an order, like, boop, 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 boop. And they were spinning, and there were lights moving all around it. And it was making a beeline towards me. Again, at this point, I wasn't meditating. This was just a hitchhiker sighting that it just saw me and wanted to interact and almost engage with me. And when I saw this craft, I wasn't afraid of it. I was in shock. And I was just laughing the whole time because I was like, how is no one seeing this? Um, there were other people in the parking lot. I looked at this family who was right by the door. They didn't look up. They didn't see it. My mom didn't see it. So I guess it was just meant for me, this interaction. Um, and uh, yeah, so this craft made a beeline towards me and it was quite small. It was silent, had no visible you know, wings or means of propulsion. Um, it was not a drone. This was in a residential neighborhood and it was quite large to be a drone. It was the shape of like, of, it was the size of maybe like a mini fridge or a two-door fridge and this had to be no more than f like 50 60 feet above me and it was flying straight at me um and in this sighting of this like spinning top ufo as i call it i recall being kind of like i was i wasn't afraid of this thing but i was laughing at it um it was flying very erratically and kind of like swinging almost i always say it's almost like kids were flying it like i felt like if there are aliens in there there are little kids flying it it was just so funny how you know how geez how irresponsibly open out in the open this craft was and so it was just funny i felt as if it had like a you know like a you know, like a pet energy like your dog running towards you or playing with you it felt very playful and it wanted to engage with me and I didn't pick up my phone. It was in my purse and I was holding the takeout in my hand. So I couldn't move quick enough to record it. Um, I'm have to go back and see if the restaurant has any um, CCTV footage of it. I'd love to see if they do. But um, anyways, I kind of flipped. It was coming towards me. And at this moment, I hopped in the car. I went around the car um, into the driver's side and got in the back seat because I didn't know if it was going to pick me up or like zap me. So I went in the car and didn't look for it. Um, as we were driving off, I was looking for it in the sky to see if it was following us, and I don't think it was. I didn't see it, but um, yeah, I'll never forget the sighting, and that was the closest I'd ever physically gotten to a craft of any kind, and it was surreal, and um, it was honestly, I call it kind of like a peaceful sighting. Um, it was interesting, and I'll never forget that night, and I gotta, I wish I'd recorded it. That's the thing about so many of these sightings is that I don't get them on camera, and if I had, they'd probably be crappy videos, but that was my spinning top sighting. So as people say, um, a lot of things come with a cost, and I will say that as much fun as this meditation process was, um, the hitchhiker effect and having craft follow us around was quite frightening and stressful at times. Um, I will say that when there's activity in the sky or when a UAP is around, you can kind of feel it. 
Um, I speak for my mom and sister in saying that your heart rate kind of increases. And so even if you're not seeing UFOs, you can sense them. And I think this may be a kind of primal um, reaction to, you know, the phenomenon and almost like a survival instinct, how we can just feel them now. Um, And so at this point, again, we were seeing craft on a daily basis. It had been, it started in um, October and through November, we were just seeing craft over and over and over again. And our sightings were just definitely increasing and increasing in frequency and increasing in the size of the craft we were seeing each time we went outside. So um, it's quite frightening. And at this time I was, you know, walking around campus at night and sometimes I was afraid I was going to be followed or followed by a craft and I was afraid I was going to get picked up or something like that. And it was quite frightening. And I was getting, I wasn't getting sleep. I was having a hard time falling asleep at night and I actually started sleeping with a night light and I just wasn't comfortable in the dark because I felt like they might be outside my window. They might be outside right now and I can't do anything about it. And you just kind of feel powerless. And um, even if we weren't meditating, they were still popping up and still trying to engage. And so um, even without our permission. So it felt kind of, it was tiring and it was exhausting. And at this point I was having finals before Christmas break. And so I just couldn't, I couldn't bear it. And I wasn't sleeping and I was having terrible anxiety. I already have generalized anxiety as it is and I'm not medicated for it. So I just physically, mentally, it was taking its toll on myself and my family. So after my last sighting in November um, on campus, or near campus, um, we decided to take a break from CE5 and meditation as a whole. And throughout December and early January of this year, 2023, we stopped doing CE5. And um, honestly, throughout this time where we stopped, I've honestly never felt better. We stopped seeing, um, you know, craft fly by low. And so um, we just kind of stopped looking up in general and we weren't initiating contact um, throughout this time. And we stopped sitting outside and we just kind of slept and got some better sleep. And during this break period, I did realize that they weren't showing up. So they were almost respecting our wishes to not see them, which was pretty cool. Um, And after a while, you know, after getting a bit better sleep and feeling a bit better physically, mentally, um, we actually talked about how we missed them. Um, We missed seeing these craft. And sometimes just we kind of jokingly call them our buddies because they do have like a, I don't know, there's, they feel like... I don't know. I don't want to personalize them, but they do feel like close in a way. And we just call them our buddies just as a fun kind of thing. But um, we miss seeing our buddies. And um, in February of this year, 2023, we decided to start up CE5 again. And we did. And this was February 17th is when we started meditating once again, doing CE5. And this night we saw this massive flashing orange orb. Again, it had no tail. It was silent and it flew maybe like a thousand, two thousand feet in the sky above our neighbor's home. And it was flashing and very bright and very large. And I got it on video and I posted it to my Twitter account um, called Curious Creature. And so that was our seventh sighting after taking a break. And we just knew that we still had our connection. Um, It was still there. And so we had our sighting of the flashing orange orb. And after that, the um, kind of interaction with the phenomenon shifted and it became a whole lot more personal and close and interesting. So I can't wait to talk about that. So after that night, we'd started doing CE5 again. Um, This was just one night we started. 
Um, in that same month, February and March, my mom, um, she hadn't told me, um, you know, as like the day it happened, she didn't tell my sister and I about it. But she mentioned to my sister and I that she actually saw a female apparition appear in the corner of the room one night, like really early morning, like at 4 a.m. So she woke up out of her sleep and she just saw this like robed woman standing in the corner. She said she appeared to be like African and had a scalloped crown on. And it was just she was just staring at my mom inquisitively. And my mom really freaked out. She prayed, closed her eyes and just like prayed for it to go away. And she opened her eyes again and it was gone. And so that was the first time any of us had had any sighting of like a humanoid type entity figure. Um, And again, she wasn't too quick to tell my sister and I that this had happened. And so it's something we kind of had to get out of her after we had another sighting um, that we shared with her or interaction. And she shared this with us. And I've heard stories of people having Marian apparitions of seeing this female figure and so i knew it wasn't something that was completely different or out of the realm of possibility and so she just talked about that and we just made note of it and um that was an incredible thing to hear and she said she didn't say anything i asked my mom if the woman or figure blinked but she said it she couldn't remember because it just freaked her out and she closed her eyes immediately and prayed for it to go away and it did And so she said it was almost translucent, like it looked like the figure was actually a person standing in the room, but there wasn't any light to it. It was like gray and kind of clear and translucent, pretty much like a ghost. And so that was her, um, you know, female apparition sighting. So the next month in March, um, this is after or maybe during the time my mom saw this apparition, uh, my sister and I were visiting home from school and um, we were actually hanging out in the same room and we were going to sleep one night. Um, Again, there were other people in the house, but everyone was asleep and my sister and I were maybe up at like 3 a.m. So we were going to bed really late. This was maybe around like 2 a.m. actually. We were going to sleep and we were in the same bed and we were back to back and all of a sudden we heard this woman's like a broken voice. Um, It sounded like it was next to us or all around us or above us and just in the room. We heard this clear as day female voice sing, ah, ah, ah. And so we heard this voice almost saying like, no, 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 in a playful tone. Um, And this was the first time we'd ever heard something. So again, we're seeing orbs, we're seeing craft. And now my mom is seeing a humanoid kind of ghost looking thing. Now we're hearing voices. So everything's kind of escalating and changing. The way we're interacting with the phenomenon is morphing and maybe even progressing, I'd say. And so my sister and I heard this broken voice in the middle of the night and we kind of freaked out. We asked if it was one another. I asked my sister, I was like, did you hear that? Like, what'd you say? And my sister asked me, I thought that was you. Like she thought I had asked her something, but I didn't. And we both heard this voice Um, and it was all around us. It sounded like it was in the room. It was a very light and airy voice. It was playful and um, we weren't frightened. Like it spooked us for sure, but we weren't afraid of it. Um, We just kind of let it be acknowledged it and fell asleep like we did not want to you know poke any further so we just let that voice be um and so that was the night we heard a female voice and my mom actually said she'd heard that same voice uh later on like you know a few days later during the day and so this is something that we've all heard and had interactions with and that was the most 
strange, incredible interactions we've had with the phenomenon. And now, obviously, um, the phenomenon's kind of in our personal space. And so, despite our putting up this boundary and not even doing CE5, um, again, we were getting interaction that was uninitiated. And so, it did kind of feel like an invasion of our space in a way, but not in a threatening way, if that makes sense. Um, it is frightening, so it is kind of weird, but... Um, you know, we're very aware of the risk we take in doing this. And, you know, if you do try CE5, you will, and you know, you don't know what you're inviting into your space and into your area. And um, at one point I did kind of sage our house because I was just, you know, kind of, I was feeling uneasy about everything. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, claim our space and put love and light into us and energy and just feel protected. And so um, I took those measures into my hands and um, that was our kind of ninth interaction with the phenomena. So our next sighting after hearing the female voice occurred May 30th of this year. Um, so this is when my mom, sister and I, one night at 9.26, this was on a Tuesday, um, we were at house two and we had to get something out of the car. We just, we'd actually just arrived at house two. And so we parked the car on the street and we were headed up into the garage and um, we dropped some stuff inside the house and then for some reason we had to go back outside and my sister was grabbing something from our our car that was on the street and right as we went outside i don't know why i pressed record i guess divine timing you can call it but we each we all saw these um green orbs that appeared and materialized and they were just feet in front of our faces um uh, again, this was on a hill, so our garage is kind of on a slant, and so we were standing at the top of the hill, and I was, I luckily got these on camera, but there were these green orbs, and they're luminous, made no noise, it, they were not drones, there were these three individual orbs that appeared to us, and um, one of them kind of looped around a tree that was next to our home, and it looped around the tree, we made eye contact with it, I recorded it, and it floated, this was like 70 feet above the ground, this green orb had no tail. It zipped around the tree, got very close to us, no more than like 20 feet away. And in the air, it kind of hovered and then zipped down. It dematerialized and popped up and like showed up a few feet below its original position. And then it flew to the left, like crisp, very cleanly. It was just, you know, immediate movement. And um, we saw that orb and then one was kind of getting close to my sister on the left side and she flinched right when she saw it. And as she flinched almost to react to her, the green orb that was getting close to her zipped away like saying like, sorry or something like that. And um, we saw three orbs total. And um, this was in the summer and again, I recorded it and they were not fireflies. I grew up again in southeastern Virginia and grew up seeing fireflies and playing with them at nighttime. Um, but these lights were not the color of fireflies. They were a really bright green. They were um, a bit larger and the way they flew was not uh, kind of consistent with bugs. They stayed lit. Unlike fireflies do, they flash and they can't stay lit for very long. They're a bit erratic. These green orbs that we saw were flying smoothly. They had a set direction they were going in um, and they just stayed lit and it was unbelievable. And um, there was a synchronicity to the sighting actually. Earlier that day, I was speaking with another experiencer who um, talked about seeing green orbs that actually uh, 
materialized into actual uh, beings. And so um, it's interesting that I was speaking with someone about seeing these green orbs and then that same night they show up to me and my family. So I don't know if that was a conscious like uh, kind of like telepathy thing or sending of information that happened there or some kind of exchange. But nonetheless, we saw green orbs after I had spoken to another person about their sighting of them. And so that happened and um, we didn't feel threatened by them, but it was new. This was our first time seeing green orbs and this was our first time seeing orbs so close to us. We could like reach out and touch them. Um, and so that was one of our, you know, most surreal sightings again each one is incredible but this was our 10th sighting of green orbs something incredibly new so um after taking our break the phenomenon has definitely morphed into kind of different um you know apparitions forms shapes whatever well you know whatever have you and so that was our 10th sighting that happened on may 30th all right so after seeing the green orbs um our most recent sighting that has happened um closest to me recording this audio happened on july 26th so this was maybe like a week ago actually um july 26th of this year and this was at 10 18 p.m um so this night we decided to do ce5 at house one my mom's sister and i sat outside hung out for like an hour just looking at the sky breathing setting our intention um you know talking about uh just setting out our protection of ourselves and imagining like a white light around us and we just felt secure and we were meditating for a while and we saw some of the orange orbs fly by up in the atmosphere some of them could have been satellites some of them may not have been but nonetheless we saw a few and that was about it we didn't see anything um kind of disappointed that night um but we were really meditating hard and just kind of being focused in our you know determination to see something but again we didn't see anything after sitting on the porch for an hour and hanging out so after this we decided to head home and my mom or sorry my sister and i decided to drive home before my mom had left house one and so we were kind of by ourselves driving to house two and um again this is after we meditated didn't see anything at house one but as we approached house two my sister and I were about two blocks away from house two and we could see this massive orange light just hovering over our house and I looked at her and I said oh my gosh like are those the buddies like what is this and um we kind of didn't want to think that a craft was hanging out over our house but it was and we were driving closer to our house and we made it inside the neighborhood we could still see this light we had our eyes on it and um as we went down the hill to approach house two and approach the garage and driveway um this light was just floating it was massive it looked like a star it was very close to the ground um there are these massive kind of telephone poles near us but again we're on this huge hill so the height of everything is kind of skewed so i couldn't give you a general estimate of how tall the pole is in comparison to where the light was but um, this orange, I believe it was craft because I kind of could make up something behind it. But this orange light craft was just hanging out over our house. And um, again, this could be frightening to some people because, um, you know, we were meditating at house one, nothing was there. 
and instead of materializing at house one, this craft decided to show up over house two where we sleep and where we stay and it decided to just kind of pop up there. Um, I wasn't afraid of it. My sister was kind of afraid of the craft, but I wasn't. Um, and I think she may have been afraid too because we didn't have my mom there to support us um, in this experience. And so nonetheless, she was afraid of it. I wasn't. And so I kind of looked at it. It was, you know, I, we, you know, we were just awestruck because we had been meditating, didn't see anything. And turns out, I guess because of the effect of our meditation and how determined we were, this thing just materialized in a whole nother location. So they heard us, they heard our communication being sent out, but they decided to pop up at our house. And so again, this, I just want to emphasize that they know where you are as an experiencer at all times and they're able to find you and, you know, predict where you're going to be and follow you. So anyways, this was floating outside of our house and, um, as if to say goodnight and end communication and end this sighting, um, as we were going down the hill, approaching the bottom of the hill where our driveway is, the orb kind of went over this tree line and kind of slowly flew away from us. Again, it was silent, no wings, no sound, no flashing, just a clear orb. And um, it was kind of flying behind the tree line and we were going down and it was going away and we were as we got to the bottom of the hill we lost sight of it and it was as if the craft was just kind of respecting our kind of fear in a way and saying goodbye good night i see each other we heard you we decided to show up here instead and goodbye and so that kind of ended our interaction in sighting of that orb but again that was one of the most incredible sightings we've had and it was a different interaction in the sense that they didn't show up where we were in space but decided to show up at another location where we were headed so they knew where we were going knew, knew where we lived i don't know if they can sense where our energy is or if they're just in our consciousness kind of um you know dictating and knowing where we're going to be and it almost as if sent a signal that you know we know everything we know all so um in a sense that's kind of what we learned from that night and um we do live kind of near an airport and there was a plane that flew by no more than like five minutes after that sighting so they may have caught it on radar um or just have seen it like the pilot and maybe reported it but nonetheless that was an interesting sighting for us and that was the most recent sighting we've had and we haven't done ce5 since um just kind of have been you know hanging out and just you know living life and we're getting ready to start school again so my sister and i have been kind of busy on the humdrum of getting that started again but this was our most recent sighting and it was incredible as the last and as the last and as the last and um that was our last interaction with the phenomenon um so far so that was an incredible thing and um that was our last sighting and 11th sighting since the start of everything and um yeah that kind of concludes our timeline of seeing uap and interacting with phenomenon up to present day so after recording this i realized that i left out one detail of the phenomenon and that is that there is a connection we've noticed between birds specifically owls and our sightings so typically when we see a craft or when we do ce5 these big birds will perch on homes or on light posts near our area and just sit and hang out um, I know the night that we saw the green orbs, an owl, huge owl, flew and perched on our neighbor's home and kind of faced us and just sat there for a while. And um, really wild detail, but I had to mention this. After I was done recording the audio, me talking about my sightings for this podcast, 
Um, I actually went outside to move my car and this massive, massive owl flew directly over my head. It was beautiful and huge and I, I mean, its wingspan was unreal and it was just flew really close above me and I feel like, you know, there's a connection there. I just sat down for like an hour talking about my sightings and then this owl flies over my head right when I go outside. I think that was, I don't know, connected, but um, there's definitely a connection between birds and the phenomenon. I think it'd be really interesting to have scientists study that and um, maybe figure out what that is. It's really interesting and makes me look at history a bit differently when it comes to owls used in imagery and depictions of um, different histories and religions. So nonetheless, um, that's that. So what I've learned from doing CE5 and from having, you know, sightings of UFOs and craft and UAP um, is that there's something out there that exists There are others. I don't know if they're spiritual entities or if they may be just interdimensional, um, if they can manifest, you know, they are manifesting physically in the environment, I believe. I don't think this is a projection of a thought or of a sighting that's just put into our minds. I think they are kind of manifesting in this physical realm. Um, You know, there is something that exists. If aliens are flying these things, I don't know. Um, You know, there are... Um, There's an effort within Congress and a few whistleblowers have come out and stated that they've seen UFOs, um, pilots have seen these things, and that some people are aware of reverse engineering craft and legacy programs that have, you know, cracked the code of how to use this physics of that, you you know, UAP used to fly around to kind of harness within our own government and stuff. And there are sightings all around the world that happen with people. And I've just learned that this phenomena is very real and um, we're not alone. So again, I wasn't a believer in UFOs before this journey. And then I started believing in UFOs and I started kind of considering the possibility that they might exist. And then at one point I meditated and had a random sighting prior to meditating that verified and validated that these things are very real. And so for me personally, as an experiencer who has seen this stuff, I always say that instead of seeing as believing, Believing is seeing in terms of UFOs. You have to believe it in order to um, see these craft. And there's definitely a conscious effort that you have to take in order to see these things. And some people try to see UFOs and hang out outside and they try for years and years to see something and they'll never see anything. But um, for some reason, my family and myself have just had um, a kind of easy time connecting with these things. I don't know why, but that's just how that's been our learned experience. And um, I've learned that there's this interaction and this communication, there's a two-way street going on and that whatever it is, running these crafts or whatever it is um that these entities are they are aware to see into our conscious they're able to um tap into our emotions and what we're feeling and how we're feeling and they're able to know where we are where we're going within a physical space and um they're deeply connected to us in a conscious way i don't know how and what that implies um i don't know what kind of uh energy or technology they're using in order to show themselves but obviously they're here and i think they're always around um i think um for us my kind of own personal belief and conclusion is that these things are interdimensional and i think that um i think that they occupy a space that we can't see and i think they're always here you just have to be able to maybe meditate and tune your vibration into whatever vibration they're functioning at and you might see them 
Um, and so I think that's what this whole phenomenon is. I think they're interdimensional. I think they're always here. And people have sightings all around the world. And this phenomenon is real. And it's nothing to joke about. Um, you can contact these things if you're able to. If you're not, okay. But um, this journey has not been easy. And there's definitely um, a conscious aspect to this. And this is a conscious phenomena. And um, just, you know, they're more advanced than us. Um, psycho- you know, psychologically and um, technologically, they're just more advanced, and I don't think we understand them. Um, I wish I did. I wish I could, you know, call a UFO down and ask it, ask questions, and ask its occupants questions. But that's just not um, their will or my will at this point. So that's where we're at. I've also kind of taken away that I don't think that these craft that we're seeing are made by the U.S. government. Um, I don't believe we would even have the ability to crack how these things are showing up like hearing voices in our homes or you know seeing these triangular craft like completely silently no means of propulsion no engine exhaust i don't think we've cracked that yet and the fact that they only showed up after my mom sister and i consciously meditated to call them in makes me understand and feel that these um, craft are listening to our minds and if the government has a craft that can you know beacon someone and hear their minds and just show up then i'm impressed but i don't think that's what's going on um i think this is a you know there are stories throughout history about lights in the sky or like in the bible ezekiel saw the wheel or you know in um, ancient rome there are always these depictions and art of you know glowing shields flying in the sky or chariots and i think um, throughout human history, I think this phenomenon has always been around and people have seen it and just haven't had the words to describe them. I think, you know, there are many spiritual ways to look at these things and some people say they're demonic and some people say they're angels and there are different perceptions of what these are. But um, I think we just don't have the science to describe and explain what they are yet. And I think um, with disclosure and with government transparency that people like David Grush and Ryan Graves and Commander Fravor and every unnamed whistleblower and person within this network of you know the know and who know more about this i think their fight for having the truth be out in the public is so honorable and necessary because as an american and as just a citizen of this planet i do feel failed i feel like people need to know that something else is out there i think the american people are very much ready to understand that reality you know after covid we've you know, nothing seems off the table and impossible at this point. And I think our ability to adapt to these truths is more than ever um, apparent and real. And I think it's important that this stuff is made aware. There's an obvious history to UFOs and to sightings that I think we can't ignore. And, you know, it's been, it's easy as an experiencer to be discouraged from talking about what you've seen and what you've been through. And for many people, their interactions can be quite traumatic. And, you know, I've, you know, I've had trouble sleeping and I've had a few nightmares related to my sightings and that I'm not, you know, I'm afraid to talk about because I don't want people to think I'm crazy. But I think that people just need to have a space and need to have resources available, mental health resources available to be able to share what they've been through talk about it with people and I think for me what's been quite healing for myself and my family is sharing our videos to my Twitter account and connecting with other people around the world who have seen the same thing done the same thing and who are actively going through this it's been healing and it's been you know 
I just want people to know and people out there who maybe have been through these things and not talked about them. I want them to know that you aren't alone and that this is very real. You're not crazy. Um, despite the tinfoil hat stereotype and despite, um, you know, conspiracy theorists, you know, finger pointers who think you believe in space aliens, they just haven't caught up yet. They don't know what we know. And I think that's okay. It's going to take a long time for people to understand this truth and that we're not alone in this reality but it's 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 gonna happen it's it has to happen at some point and i think we're in that starting stage of being able to talk about it and um ryan i'm just so grateful for you for giving experiencers like myself a platform to be able to share what we've been through because this is just priceless and i appreciate you for having me on and i want people to know that more than anything what i've learned from this is that intention vibration kindness the soul is all so real and very powerful and i want you to know that if our consciousness is able to connect with something and have it materialize into this dimension then our mental health and our state and what we think about ourselves, our thoughts they're all so important and have um you know an effect on our physical world and in a way that we probably can't even imagine so just know that love and you know keeping yourself calm and healthy and self-love and kindness and these energies and feelings and you know emotions you send out to other people and you connect with people um positivity is powerful and can be shared and just don't hate on yourself you know because your mind has so much power over your physical body and over others other people's energy and um we are beacons of a power that i think many people aren't aware of and i think we haven't been told by the powers that be just how powerful our minds are and just how powerful our conscious connection with the earth and with people is and i think that's a truth that absolutely has to be shared it's angering that more people don't know how powerful our brains are and um i think have yet to understand the true true meaning of what this all implies and um i just want people to know that you're not alone this you know ufos are real and above all treat yourself kindly and if you aren't ready to interact with you know the you know phenomenon then don't do it it's not something that's easy it's been hard it's been taxing i still have trouble sleeping um this is not a you know all fun and games process it's very real very true you don't know what you're inviting in so you just have to be careful and mentally well and you know prepared to be able to deal with the consequences of your actions and your interaction with these beings and entities and have respect for the phenomenon um and i believe it may just respect you back so yeah i just want to say thank you again ryan for having me this has been such a great time sharing what i've been through and for those of you out small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. ...who want to contact me or see a bit about my experiences, I have made a chart on my page about every kind of UFO I've seen with descriptions and detailed explanations of what they entailed. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Curious Creature. That's capital C-U-R-I-O-U-S, capital C R E the number four t-u-r-e and that's my account on twitter and you can find me there and thank you for having me ryan i can't wait to hear more and somewhere in the skies is an incredible platform and you're doing great work so thank you thank you thank you and just for everyone out there we are not alone Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network.